Hi guys and welcome back to the Hell's Fitness Podcast. My name is Helen and if you're new here, this is a place where I read out the blog posts on my website so you can listen to them whilst you're on the go. So I hope you're all keeping safe and well in quarantine. If you're in England, there is some fabulous weather happening at the moment so I hope you're getting a chance to get outside in the sunshine. I've heard that some of you have been listening to my podcast whilst you're walking and running so that's really nice to hear. Um, And we're also, if you've been following my stories, you'll know we're almost on a thousand listens which is great because my podcast really only started it properly properly at the end of April so about four weeks ago and it seems to be doing really well so I'm glad that you're all enjoying it and if you're listening somewhere where you can give it a like or a review or a subscribe then please do because it helps to support what I'm doing so um today's topic is um a blog that I wrote a while ago called food shaming in the office um and food shaming isn't something that exclusively happens in the office but it's a place where we tend to eat in front of other people outside of our family so this is where um and, and generally in my experience this is where we I've had a lot of food shaming happen to me so um I know we're not all in our office environments at the moment as most of us are working from home but I'm going to share this podcast on my LinkedIn as well. So if you're a business owner listening to this and you've not heard about it before, then it's good to be aware of for when all your employees and for all your colleagues are back in the office. So what is food shaming? Food shaming is criticizing someone for eating something that doesn't match your own definition of what is good or correct. And the criticism isn't always direct, but it's a clear negative judgment towards somebody else about what they are eating. Some examples might include judging someone for deciding to eat something considered unhealthy, like, oh my God, you're going to eat that donut. Are you going to eat it? Really? (laughs) Or these are like, I'm taking little quotes that I wrote in the blog and trying to make them sound realistic. Um, another one might include judging someone for bringing it, bringing in their own lunch or making an effort to be healthy, eating differently to others in the office. Um, so the example is, what have you got for lunch? Rabbit food again? Rabbit food again. Rabbit food is something that's always come up with me. Um, or just passively aggressively calling out somebody for healthy eating behaviours, like almost trying to put them down. For example, if someone was offering out chocolates or sweets or donuts in the office, they might be like, oh, don't bother offering that to Helen because she doesn't eat that kind of food. Like calling it out um, in quite a negative way. And obviously it's not direct, but they obviously have a problem or they're trying to put you down for making consciously healthy decisions or just generally judging you on what you're deciding to eat. So all of those kind of examples have happened to me. And I've worked in about five different office environments since I, since I was 18. I've never worked in an office where people don't comment on other people's food intake. It's like part of what to talk about. And I guess like, you know, there's sometimes not a lot to talk about with your colleagues if you don't really get on with them. So, you know, oh, what you got for lunch and talking about food is, you know, kind of what there is to talk about, I guess, because it's what you do on your lunch break. You have a break during the day to eat and chill. So um, diet culture, unfortunately, kind of comes hand in hand with office culture for some weird reason. And it's kind of cool if you're somebody who eats, um, unhealthily what have I written here I'm reading this blah 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 oh yeah so what I'm trying to say is like for some weird reason you're kind of 
seen to be part of the group and to be some like one of the cool kids if you're somebody who gives into your natural human instincts of like oh actually that food's really delicious I'm just gonna take a donut I'm just gonna you know have some chocolates and sweets like a normal person for example but if you were to deny those things or like be like you know I'm trying to reduce the amount of food that I'm eating or reduce my sugar intake or just generally trying to eat more nutritious more more nutritious foods instead of not nutritious foods oh what's wrong with me today um people don't like that for some reason and I'm not a psychologist I don't know why but it's like people don't like you making a healthy healthy choices in the office because I don't know whether it's like they envy it or they want to bring you down but that's at least how it feels and it just makes it even more difficult for people who are trying to make healthier choices or whilst they're in the office and you know you've got people commenting what is that about it's really annoying. Um, so as somebody who's always made an effort to bring healthy food into work, I've dealt with those comments throughout the best part of my life in an office. But my relationship with food was particularly complicated, probably from when I was like 19, 20 to around 24 years old, when I was obsessed with eating clean, non-processed foods. And that was, as I've spoken about before, when I was suffering with orthorexia. And it was then that comments like this used to really bother me. And every day I would bring in my Tupperware containing my chicken breast or hard-boiled eggs. And it just always sparked comment from my colleagues. I would sometimes sneak off to eat my lunch on my own. So I wasn't subjected to questioning or raised eyebrows or Karen in accounts being like, eggs again. Oh, you're starving. Oh, you know, I couldn't eat like that. Shut the fuck up, Karen. But to be fair, bringing in cold scrambled egg was bound to bring up some questions. And my eating behaviours at the time were quite strange uh, because they were so extreme. Um, But most of the time, I really just took it with a pinch of salt and laughed it off. And many people are not bringing extreme foods into work. They're just trying to eat a little bit healthier. But everyone has their own thoughts and opinions on food, whether it's based on facts or not. But I don't think it's right for us to pass judgment on others' food choices because we don't know what somebody is going through. And it's important to remember that what somebody chooses to eat or not to eat, it can be a deeply personal choice, especially if they've struggled with their relationship with food or body image issues, which are unfortunately very, very common nowadays, especially amongst women. And in fact, I know only a few women in my life who have haven't had some kind of disordered relationship with food or struggled with their body image at all. It is just so, so common. So a lot of these comments contribute towards moralizing food. For example, donuts are bad and a sin and salad is healthy. Um, I was eating salad and, you know, things that people would consider healthy every day at work. And um, I, I wasn't a healthy person at the time. With that being said, I don't think that food should become such a taboo subject whereby we're all treading on eggshells and afraid of offending anybody. And I think it would be um, like if if somebody put in some kind of legislation at work which said, oh, you can't comment on what, what somebody else is having for lunch in fear of offending them. I think that's a bit too much. I think we just need to be more mindful of it. And there is no problem with asking what somebody's having for lunch. I think there's a problem when you're like, oh, you're having salad and that makes you lesser in my eyes. And like an obvious negative judgment is obviously shit. Um, And it's also annoying when people comment on what you're eating as well, especially when you have a good understanding of nutrition and they don't. And you've got somebody, Karen in accounts, for example, telling you what's going to happen to your insulin levels when you eat white bread. Like, are you a nutritionist, Karen, or are you our data analyst? 
it's one or the other. Um, but I digress. Um, yeah, so we can't control what people say to us, but we can control how we respond. And as difficult as it may seem, try not to let them see that you're bothered. Like, try not to let it get to you because sometimes people are looking for that response and a reaction from you and it will just encourage them to carry on doing it. Um, and just be confident in your choices and don't let people's comments make you feel guilty or ashamed of them. Like, your decisions are valid and don't let people bully you into thinking that you made the wrong choice with what you're eating today or that you should be eating something else. Like, your choices and your emotions around food are very personal. If you really feel uncomfortable, if there's somebody persistently shaming you for the food that you're eating or making your life difficult, you can speak to somebody in HR. Um, and I think, like... The whole thing with diet culture and fat shaming, I, I don't feel like a lot of people in corporate, the corporate world really understand what it is. And what I mean by that is like typically older men, typically who aren't really having these convers involved in these conversations on social media. And typically they tend to be, in my experience, in the industries that I work in, the people who are heads of department, people who are in charge. And that may be just because I work in a very B2B technology focused and industrial industries in my day job. But um, if I were to turn around to the MD of one of my client's companies and say, oh, somebody's food shaming me in the office, making me feel really uncomfortable, I'd be like, what the hell is food shaming? I don't understand. I don't know anything about this. And they're really not involved. They're really like right people rather than lefties. Um, they've just never heard of it. So if you do approach your HR team or somebody who's your manager, like an older person, and they are not ready for that, like they don't understand what it is, I just would be mindful that they might not know what it is and they might need a little bit of help to understand it. And if they're a good manager, then they will try to, I would hope. And you can always give them, you know, point them in the right direction and say, you know, this is a really big thing and it's really important and I would like you to say something about it. Because yeah, it is really important. And um, yeah, just, just be mindful that there are lots of people in corporate culture who maybe aren't involved in these conversations. Like I've said this before, I just find it bizarre because it's like social media and the conversations that we're having in this bubble of like fitness are just not happening outside of it. Like, I don't think I could have the conversations that I have with myself on this podcast with some of the people that I work with because they're just so not involved. Like they're so far removed from these conversations that I, I just don't I just couldn't ever see it happening so yeah it's really bizarre that like the real world my real world is just so different to my online world like they, they don't really they do cross over but the people it's just because I work I think it's just because I work so much with b2b companies and they're just all very like industrial they're of a certain age they're um interested in different things like it can be really hard when I go to a meeting and stuff and um I talked about this before. Where did I? I should maybe do a podcast on this, actually. Um, this is just setting myself up for the next pod, podcast topic. Um, it was all about how sometimes I have to bring a man with me to a meeting um, when I have had discussions with a per, with somebody already who I'm going to meet with. And it's clear that they are speaking to me as if I am a kind of small, inferior, young woman, as opposed to like an equal or somebody, because I work in sales and some, I don't know. This is a completely different conversation. But anyway, um, male, female role dynamics in sales is really interesting. Maybe I should do a podcast about that. Anyway, um, 
back to the actual subject, food shaming. Um, so yeah, everybody has a different ongoing relationship with their body and food. And some people are involved in these forward thinking conversations and some people are not. So just be mindful of that. Um, so yeah, I hope that you're all getting on well in quarantine. That is uh, the end of this podcast. I hope you've enjoyed it again. If you'd like to discuss anything that I've discussed in this podcast today, then please feel free to send me a DM on Instagram. The link to my profile is in the description of this podcast. Feel free to send me a voice note as well, because I'm well into voice notes at the moment. Um, and it's much easier to have a conversation that way. So yeah, I hope you're all safe and well, and I will speak to you guys soon. Bye. Oh, 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 oh,